Warning! This episode contains foul language, a discussion about mental health, potentially triggering crimes, and is sponsored by FabFitFun. You are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a special guest and we talk about something weird. We also, every once in a while, get a little dark or a little more serious with our strange and unusual topics, and this is one of those weeks. You weirdos know that we like to be very open about mental health on this podcast, and it's very important not to sweep it under the rug and bring the topic to conversation. So, today's episode is taking a little deeper dive into some different mental disorders, the history, science, controversy, and even some of the crimes committed by a person diagnosed with a severe disorder. It's going to be a bit of a ride, so I hope you're all ready to go a little mental with us today. Oh. My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, <laughs> Ashley. Hi, weirdos. And joining us for his second time after an amazing episode on Texas Hometown Haunts last season, please welcome back the hilarious comedian, Justin Foster. Hi. Hi. Hi, weirdos. Hi. My mom remembered you. She did? Yeah. Today so? she was like, who's coming on the show? And I was like, oh, um, he was on the Texas, and she was like, Justin, the comedian? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's up, mom? She, yeah. Pam loves you. Pam right. loves you. Pam's a fan. Yeah, I love it so much. Yes. Pam's the best. All right. Yeah. We're very happy to have you back. I'm happy to be here. Good. Yeah, it's cool. I uh, I was, thanks for having me back. I uh, have a text exchange from uh, from Ashley. Would you like me to read it? Yes. No, what? I told her I was gonna uh, I was gonna bring this up on air. Well, no, um, what did I here, say? Here we go. <laughs> so here we go. What is this I about to be? This. <laughs> hey, had a really good time. We should do the we should do the show again. That was um, uh, March 22nd. <laughs> I would love to do this show again. Pick a date and we'll do it. Uh, August 1st. <laughs> so what topic did you want to cover the next time you're on the show? March 22nd and To August be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Happened. Uh-huh. It that? felt like a week. <laughs> a lot happened in that time. So My phone buzzed, and I was like, "Oh, Ash. I was like, did she just respond <laughs> six months later? <laughs> what if she had literally been like, cool, cool? Uh, let's let's talk about what the topic is, as if she had just answered you." <laughs> Well, March 22nd was my birthday, yes, so you probably was. texted me happy birthday. I did, yes. Yeah, okay. Every year. So, the response happened. Yep. Cool. And then um, Wilder was born a few days later, so then distraction. Very busy. Very yes. busy summer. Yep. <laughs> this year has really flown by, though. Dude, so what it's is wild August? August out. is not a month. It hasn't been a month. No. It's crazy. August like, was also crazy. I traveled a lot. Yeah, Ashley was out of town like every week. I wasn't even on the show this month, but <laughs> what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Where did And we go? Justin, you just got back from I was uh, in New York. New York City. Yes. How was it? It was awesome. Yeah. It's such a cool place. 
It is a fun. Yeah. So was that your okay? I know we talked a little bit about it uh-huh. earlier, but it was, was it your first time performing in New York? First time performing in New York. First <gasps> That's time. That's huge. Yeah, it was How'd a big deal go? for me. It was awesome. That was Good. great. They loved me. Uh, it was cool <laughs> because like I didn't know what to expect. You know, like yeah. it's such a like a massive place. And like my hotel was in Times Square, so it like open. It was just like right there in the middle of it, and oh then the comedy club was on Broadway. Oh. So I just was like, I was such a New Yorker. Like I had my coffee and my pizza, <laughs> and I was walking from the hotel <laughs> to the comedy club. I was like, I belong here, man. Yes. I have like real New York energy, and I just felt like you know, I get really angry and I get honk at people a lot in traffic. Like yeah. I get really, come on, just move out of my way. Like I'm like, I belong here. You You're know what I mean? Total New York, yeah. New York yeah. soul. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's always kind of gloomy and yes. like, oh yeah. And <laughs> Maybe you should be in New York. I have a New York Not that energy. we want to lose you. In yeah, LA, well, but you dang. know, in like six more months, we can do another show from New York. You <laughs> <know what> I- <laughs> <laughs> Ashley will hit you up when I yeah, text yeah, yeah, you yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Do a live show in New York. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, <laughs> Love you. <laughs> where I have a question. Yeah. So you do stand up. We've covered that many times. But which city do you think gets you the most? Ooh, that's a great question. I like it. That is, no one's ever asked me that before. Oh, um, wow. I should I, have my own show. That's really nice. Have you thought about starting a podcast? <laughs> I, You know what? People tell me. Yeah, <laughs> you I have should. a really like nice voice. A voice for a podcast. <laughs> you have a you voice really for do. a podcast. <laughs> uh, gosh. I, w- I mean, obviously, Texas is going to be number one because that's right. where I'm from. Yes. Right. I relate. I speak the language. Um, I did really well in New York. Really? I did really well in New York. No wonder and, you loved it. And Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. I could see you doing well in Isn't Omaha. that weird? You know, right? No, you got I'm an totally Omaha kidding, face. That's great. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they just see me like mo- bald white guy with a beard. He's one of us. It's <laughs> <laughs> an Omaha man right there. Yeah. I would say those three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. New York, Texas, and Omaha. Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, I have really good, a really good time oh. in. Um, I just did uh, Fresno and had probably the best weekend of my entire career. What? Yeah. And all I did was make fun of Fresno for the first 20 minutes and, and they loved, loved it. Did you see any Fresno Nightcrawlers? What's that? Oh, boy. I'm showing you a video e- when we're done. I don't it's, know. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a ghoulie that lives in Fresno and it looks like a pair of pants. I'll did you see. post about it recently? <laughs> no. No. Oh, that kind of looked like one. The thing that was oh, running the by thing the thing that was running? I mean, who knows what Ugh. movie it was. No, like, sorry. Fresno's, like, worse than, like, it's got to, like, what can make it worse? Oh, <laughs> great, we've got a face. creature. <laughs> that looks like pants. Yeah, that looks like pants. <laughs> you it's just, bet. It's just Jinko jeans running down the highway. <laughs> like, oh, no. It's Ashley's ex. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just the chain while it's hitting cars. Oh no. Oh no, there you go. That's go right cuz we bonded the over denim. the fact that we bonded over the fact that Ashley used to date a, a juggalo. Yeah. So, when oh I was I posted gosh. this video on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. I think I might have tagged you in it. I you was in I was did. in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. And there was a guy heckling me. Or I was like, "You look I was like, where I was talking about chain wallets." He goes, "I still have mine." And he stood up and he, and he showed me his wallet. And I said, sir, you look like a juggalo without makeup on. And he proceeded to lift up his shirt and he had a no. full-size juggalo tattoo on his Shut arm. up. He's like ICP all day. <laughs> and the place went bananas. Oh, my God. And I texted, I How tagged perfect. Ashley. I was like, I think I found your ex. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were like, yep. yep. Yeah, that's that looks like. In- <laughs> you got to bleep that out. Yeah. Bleep. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> You also, before we get into it, yeah. you have a podcast as well. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. just came back. We Wait, did, we, just? 
When um, did it come back? We were about seven weeks in. Okay. Yeah, but we took about a year off. My co-host, she had twins. Okay. And so that like benched us for a while. Hey, we get hey, it hello. over here. Yeah. We've been having some struggles. <laughs> yeah. So yes. And so it's back and it feels so good. Like uh, I didn't realize how much I missed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I called her. I was like, I need you. I was like, I have, I've had a weird year. <laughs> I've had a very weird. I was like, I need you. She's like, I need you too. And I was like, we got to get this back. She was like, yes. And I so like, we just, what and... we did, we gave Wilder a producer credit. Yes. Yeah. We sure so did. And he that just... helped things a lot. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> it's really funny because I kind of, line. I almost took like a delayed maternity leave because when Wilder was born, I like immediately came back on the podcast right. and was like, screw babies. Let's do this. <laughs> but then I haven't been on in like a month and a half. It he got like, louder. So. Yeah, yeah, he he got a little wilder, if you will. There you go. So anyway, all that is to say, we get it, and I we missed each other so much too, yes. and like needed to this get the back first on time track. We've seen each other for like weeks. Yeah, it's weird. There's we like this. There's this thing that like podcasts, like I like get super fulfilled from comedy. Like it's like I can be artistic and creative, but there's something about sitting down and like. Because my co-host, she's very, very funny. So she's very, she doesn't do comedy. She's just naturally hilarious. Uh-huh. So I don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. Good. You know what I mean? I can just be like, here's a subject. Like, what do you got? And, right. she, and she'll just, and I'm like, oh, it just feels really nice to be like, I can good. be like, I can be the straight man. Yes. And she can be like the funny, you know, does that I make sense? That. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I like, there's there's some episodes where I don't talk for like 15 minutes straight. Because she's just like, <laughs> and da 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 and da 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 And I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. Oh, it's so good <laughs> when it goes I'm going to take a nap, naturally. wake me up when it's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I was jet lagged <laughs> on Sunday. I'd been traveling for like nine and a half hours and I came in straight to record. I was like, Krista, you're going to have to take the wheel on this one. She was yeah. like, what subjects you got? And I just threw him out there. She's like, got it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. It was awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good feeling. But we, yeah, so we're we're back doing that. And we, by the way, I would like to have. I, I know your schedule's crazy, and since we're neighbors, uh, we had we actually brought you up on the show the other day. Oh, yeah, that we I need to have you down. on because I've listen. I've backed myself into this corner. Mm-hmm. I like to be. I can't. I can't agree with my co-host. I just like it's. I just something I don't do. Right. Whatever she thinks, I take the opposite of. Right. Uh-huh. Just because that's what makes for good radio. Yeah. You have two people that are like. But so, anyways. I packed myself in a court the other day because we had this whole episode about ghosts. And I was oh, like, yeah, gosh. I don't believe in ghosts. Ghosts aren't real. Aliens aren't real. And I just, How dare you? And I didn't believe any of it. But I was just trying to be argumentative and I was like having her prove her point. And oh my God, did I just get railed with emails and people telling me their ghost stories. <laughs> oh my God. And now for weeks, I have to keep up this facade of like, I'm the cool guy that doesn't believe, believe in ghosts. And that's not true at all. Right. I mean, obviously. So uh, I was like, well, we'll see. I was like, uh, I know, I know uh, someone who does, we can do like a podcast um, crossover. 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 And we'll yeah. have her on and we'll see what she thinks or whatever. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I know a girl who knows a ghost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I got a that's friend awesome. who knows a guy. Yeah, Ashley will tell you in a second yeah so. I, even, I even have some evidence i can bring on yeah, to the that's where we're at show. right now is oh like, my gosh yeah. bring like all the built more shit all the and be EVPs. like listen hello <laughs> bring everything because now all my listeners think that i'm just like this too cool for school <laughs> even though you came on and talked about some texas haunts with us so for all you sure. really have to do is be like i'm a liar listening i'm listen a liar you know when you just run your mouth and you're like why yeah. am i saying this i don't why believe I any of this, this? Yeah. Yeah. it's like you said you gotta you gotta play devil's advocate sometimes because it makes for good convo right and now it's unless you're me and lauren who agree on everything I know we've talked it's about. funny because I feel like our <laughs> listeners will come on and like produce a different topic and the two of us are like nah it's nah, this uh, it's definitely a ghost <laughs> are you sure I think I just didn't pay my bills <laughs> no nope, it's a ghost oh, okay I'm sure the window's open <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. ghost <laughs> it couldn't be a breeze it's a ghost 
We live in LA. There's no breeze here. <laughs> There's no breezes. So this week we are going to be discussing personality disorders, and the reason we're discussing personality disorders is because you, Justin, really wanted to research and discuss antisocial personality disorder. Why did you want to talk about sociopaths? I called you on when right. you didn't book me for six months, and you go, there what do you we want, go. What That's topic do you want to talk is. about? I go, well, I have one now. <laughs> and you go, is it sociopaths? I was like, it is. <laughs> So that's how we got here. Oh my gosh, I can't. That is. I remember. Amazing. I took a I course recall. in college on psychology, and I, okay. I was bragging about how well versed I am in it. And uh, so now here we are. That's I what happened it. with Joe, who mm. took. He was like an anthropology. Anthropology. Yeah, yeah. I love are that story. Here's the thing. I immediately thought of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he was an anthropology minor, and I introduced That's him so as cool. that on one episode. I was like, he's an anthropology minor, and he was like, wow, Ashley. And I was like, you, d- you've taken more anthropology classes yeah. than I have. You're, You're the expert. expert. I'm yeah. gonna throw it out there. You're, You're officially the into it. And like I, he's gonna know more. And I've also been in a lot of therapy too, so I think that counts as well. Like <laughs> I've been on too. a lot of couches. <laughs> I'm glad we've all been in therapy at some point in our lives. I think that will add you to the conversation. You have to. You can't live in LA yeah. unless you've I've been in therapy one at some point. Hundo. What are you going to talk about at brunch? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Come on. Who's 100%. your therapist? Who's You're your blonde. Therapist? I know. So, uh, but because this podcast is about things that are weird and strange and crazy, we are going to be discussing cases in which these personality disorders went too far. They progressed too much and something bananas maybe happened. And we don't want you, the listener, to get the idea that everyone who is a sociopath, everyone who has paranoid personality disorder, or everyone who's schizophrenic is a quote-unquote crazy person who's going to commit atrocities. We don't believe that. It's actually very unlikely that they do. And if it makes you feel better or worse, who knows, most murderers, including serial killers and mass murderers, are not insane. Mm -hmm. So... To start this episode, before we get into the nitty gritty, um, this is a topic that we've been excited. I know I've been excited about talking about, but also very cautious about talking about as someone, you know, who suffers from a mental disorder myself. I understand stigmas. I understand the feeling of ostracization. That's a hard one. That is a tough ostracization. The way you got to it. Thank you. And being misunderstood or even undermined. But I also understand that language and intent is important when discussing this kind of thing. So just as a blanket disclaimer, uh, this episode we may be using terms like normal. And when we use normal, please don't think that we are saying that people with personality disorders are, quote, not normal or weird or less than. Normal in this case is outside the norm, as in it exists within a much smaller percentage of the population. So if ever we use the word normal, please interpret it as standard or prevailing. On top of that, as usual, this is a comedy podcast, and we take a look at some serious subjects sometimes, murder, religion, politics. And if we make a joke or laugh, it's not because we think it's a joke. Um, And unless this is your first episode, you know how often I make light of or make fun of myself and my own anxiety disorder. So sometimes, as Lauren said earlier, I don't think we were recording when you said it, but sometimes it's nice to laugh about. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things. I yes. feel like that whole disclaimer was for me and me alone. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was well, you so are triggered right now. So. Listen, we're gonna have this comedian from Texas <laughs> on. If he says anything, 
insensitive. Offensive joke. No, but we do it all the time too because we we do try to make light of things because sometimes it's honestly a coping mechanism yeah. is to make light of. Well, that's what well, That's what comedy is, right? You turn yeah. tragedy into something. Exactly. Funny. I mean, it's harder to do in 2019 apparently yes. than uh, it has been before. But true, true, no. True. Usually, I I have to after we record an episode, I pre I have to like post record a sure. disclaimer yeah. and shove it in to be like okay guys but this one right. i was like i know that i just need to prepare it's this like right because right, something's yeah. going to be said sure. yeah. even if it's something like i said like normal i right. know that you know people don't like the word crazy obviously mm-hmm. some people are just fucking crazy though some people are just crazy some people yeah, are just bit. crazy yeah. and most of the time they don't have a mental disorder yeah, yeah. and sometimes <laughs> it's fun too you know what to I mean? be a little crazy or like hang crazy. out with someone who's a little crazy oh, yeah. or like yeah. maybe go on a date with someone who's a little crazy oh right? for sure sometimes it's entertainment sometimes no- normal i'm using quotes listeners <laughs> quote quote normal is uh is boring it's a little yeah. boring, a little boring right spice up your life oh my gosh with a personality right? disorder when the girl there answers the phone when you call oh, yeah. oh my god no, where she's Too like much. says where she's gonna be oh, weird oh, <laughs> I like to be kept on my. I want a girl who's gonna go missing for like a week. And like, oh, sorry, <laughs> just, just, just checked my phone. I didn't see that you text. Oh, yeah, checking my phone for the first time in six months. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I got booked. Okay, guys. I'm sorry, I had to do one more, uh, one more dig. The whole, twenty minutes in, and all I've heard. <laughs> Ashley's a busy person in her defense. She's very busy. Yeah, you dated a clown. <laughs> You don't answer your phone. I get it. You dated a clown? Uh, I mean, like I a professional well. clown? <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I thought you also dated. Oh my gosh! If you had also dated a real clown, we'd need you to guys hear don't know every my life. story. She's right? like, well, he did have big feet. Well, so. hey. <laughs> He's always making me laugh. Always making me laugh. Every big time I cried, he had plenty of, of tissues. <laughs> His right nose was always a little redder than the rest of his face. <laughs> the, the benefits of dating a clown. <laughs> it's so good. It's like always in an Uber pool with him and his friends. <laughs> All the friends jammed yeah. in there. Ten of them come out. Oh, my gosh. It's good stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, anywho. <laughs> Back to the top. Are you guys done? Just, Justin's <laughs> crying. Are you guys done? <laughs> I'm just thinking of you, your current boyfriend who's the clown meeting your ex who is the juggalo, but they're both in makeup. <laughs> well, someone has a type. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, oh. we went off the rails. So I'm going to go first today. And I was really interested to search schizotypal disorder, um, which is not schizophrenia, it turns out. And um, I had never heard of it, and I always assumed that schizophrenia was the same as schizoid, but it's not, Okay, and I didn't know that either. Schizophrenia is a psychotic disorder, whereas schizoid and schizotypal are a personality disorder, ah. and they're different. Makes sense. So prior to 2013, personality disorders were classified differently than psychotic disorders, like as completely different things, like they weren't related in any way, shape, or form. Personality disorders were categorized as axis two and psychotic disorders were categorized as axis one. And that's like according to the DSM. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? DSM? Yeah. The Diagnostic Statistical Manual. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Exactly. The difference being that axis two disorders were part of a person's personality and therefore almost impossible to treat because mm. it's like a part of who you are. Yeah. And axis one disorders like schizophrenia was completely separate from the person. It was like a disease and it was treatable. Gotcha. 
Well, like any science, this was shown to be false and actually super dangerous for the people that it was treating. Well. Um, in 2013, the axial system was abolished. And now they actually believe that schizotypal personality disorder is in the middle of the spectrum. Schizoid is sort of like on the milder side. And schizophrenia is on the more severe. So it's actually something that can progress into a more serious disease. Like oh, wow. after, through like age? Yeah, well, through age or through trauma, trauma yeah. right. or uh, not being treated, like if you let it go untreated for mm-hmm. a long time. Dang. All these disorders are probably biologically related. Uh, a lot of experts think that people with these disorders have similar genetic vulnerabilities, but it's still unclear as to why a person would develop a more or less severe version of this right. disease. Because um, some people go straight into, right. you know, schizophrenia. Phrenic yeah. from a young age, from like 15. So it's definitely important to treat them separately and appropriately. Um, like schizophrenia still is something where it's like you can actually see it. Like if you take a scan of someone's brain, you could see uh, results of it. Results like- of mm-hmm. schizophrenia. You can't do that with like schizotypal or schizoid. Mm-hmm. So with schizophrenia, it's definitely treated with like antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. Schizotypal and schizoid, you can actually start with therapy. And okay. maybe like some anti-anxiety or uh, anti-depression medication um, and then possibly antipsychotics if you're starting to have delusions and stuff. So that was super interesting. And the actual disorder of this is schizotypal again, because, again, I didn't even know that was a word until I no, started researching for this no episode until you said that. And then I was like, I have to figure out what that Great is. band name. Schizotypal? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Would be pretty I'd badass. I'd see them for sure. I always want to say schizotypical, but it's not no. schizotypal. Yeah. So uh, it manifests itself as severe social anxiety, a thought disorder, a paranoid uh, ideation, and derealization. Those are the main characteristics. And derealization is basically when your perceptions and your experiences are altered so that the external world seems not real. So you question whether or not people are real like or things are real in front of you. yeah okay. or like if you're dreaming right. or something like that people with schizotypal personality disorder feel extreme discomfort having and keeping close relationships with people mm. uh, they usually avoid forming them altogether and this is mainly because they think that their peers harbor negative thoughts towards them a lot of times these people will use weird speech na- mannerisms and dress strangely and they might react oddly in what we refer to as normal conversations. Like mm-hmm. they don't react mm-hmm. the way that you would think someone rea- would react yeah. to like a typical everyday conversation. Do you so think like, you ahead. would... No, sorry. What do you No, I was going to say to that. So a lot of times the, like the homeless population is there's a lot of untreated or, un- or released from institutionalized these types of people. And you mm-hmm. can... It's either like... Uh, meth psychosis or schizophrenia and a lot of people are really quick to be like oh that guy is on drugs but it's like right. oh sometimes they're just you know the the systems failed them yeah and they're wearing you know different shoes and carrying mm-hmm. umbrellas and, and it's like and talking and yelling at each and a lot of times it's not a drug thing it's you know it's just mm-hmm. late uh psychosis yeah right. and the thing is especially with schizophrenia um drug usage even stuff like marijuana usage can actually make it worse. Okay. It can actually progress the disease faster. So if someone is 
abusing a substance, they may appear yeah. even more out of whack. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you can smoke enough, or you can do enough meth to turn you into that way. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, yeah, but a lot yeah. of times... It's As like a, a perfectly healthy person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can make yourself to that. But yeah, any kind of drug or alcohol abuse, if you're someone who has a personality disorder mm-hmm. or a psychotic disorder... It will worsen sure. the disorder. Yeah. And will sense. rapidly increase like how schizophrenic you are. Yeah. And there's not really any going back at that point. I mean, without treatment. Schizotypal disorder occurs in like 3% of the general population. It's more common in males. And um, the numbers fluctuate because, like I said, the misdiagnosis of schizophrenia, misdiagnosis of schizoid personality disorder, it's all kind of still being worked out. Sure. So, depending on what you're diagnosed as, like it might be closer to 5%. Mm-hmm. So, schizotypal disorder, like schizophrenia, is genetic. Oh. Uh, it's much higher in relatives of individuals with schizophrenia than in the relatives of people with no mental illnesses or different mental illnesses. And there is evidence to suggest that parenting styles, early separation, trauma, childhood neglect, increases the risk of developing this disorder. And over time, children, like everyday children, learn to interpret social cues and respond appropriately. But if they have this disorder, that process doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. They don't quite understand how to respond. Uh, You know, you always talk about people who are just like, extraordinarily awkward in social situations Mm. like you can't have a conversation with them right they might have i like how everyone just went to someone they know my coworker, uh 100 i can't talk to this person 100 i'm gonna say this off air but oh god right yes right yes yeah cut that out please (laughs) (laughs) she knows better I don't know. Well, I, she's never going to hear. Yeah. <laughs> bleep. Yeah, but I won't f- yeah, remember you bleep, to bleep you it bleep out it later. twice, but not the third one. <laughs> so so don't out. say it again because I won't catch it. Well, I feel like I just wanted to say, normally when I think someone's awkward in a situation, I usually say, I wonder if they're on the spectrum more thinking that mm-hmm. maybe they're a little bit autistic or have Asperger's. So it's interesting that it could be something completely different from that. That yeah. also... It might just be a more mild case of schizotypal, mm-hmm. whatever. Or schizoid. Just, or schizoid, Which yeah. schizoid is like super mild. Right. So um, it could totally be that. It's just yeah. I've never heard that before, so it's interesting. According to several experts, including a man named Theodore Millen, did you guys come across that at all? He, um, he studied a lot with uh, personality disorders, and okay. he actually took things like schizoids, schizotypal personality disorders, uh, antisocial, obsessive compulsive, uh, dependent personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, sadistic personality disorder. He basically broke them down into um, subtypes. Mm -hmm. So for example, when it came to sadistic personality disorders, there's spineless sadism. What's that? Which is basically like, you have the thoughts, but you would never act on them. Gotcha. Okay. And then there's like enforcing, uh, tyrannical, and then like the biggest, like the most severe is explosive sadism. And that's like an oh, actual, geez. like violent, uh, scary person. Right. I feel like there's a Reddit thread like committed to the spineless sadist because there's really? a, a whole Reddit it's thread like of people who are like, I have really dark thoughts, but yeah. I would, 
I swear in my life, I would truly never do this. I don't have the strength to do it. But why do these thoughts always haunt me? And mm-hmm. there's just like a whole forum of people that talk about it. Yeah. It's pretty I crazy. like how it's called spineless. Sadism. I know. Sadism. Yeah. You're, you're not like, beating around the bush with pussy. You, pussy. you can't even just do, it. do it. You're a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus I know. lay off. <laughs> But according to this guy who studied uh, these for like his entire career, schizotypal is actually one of the easiest personality disorders to identify, but one of the most difficult to treat with psychotherapy because people with STPD usually consider themselves to not have a disorder. They mm. consider themselves to be very eccentric or like non-conforming. Yeah. So they're the kind of people that are like, I'm not going to just like go with the pack just because right. everyone's doing mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I will. You know, that's how they kind of see themselves. They don't yeah. understand that like they are harming themselves in the sense that like they're not what's the word I'm looking for? They're not like becoming social Mm -hmm. in the way that they need to, to like survive in the world. And they, they kind of underestimate their dysfunction. And it's also not easy to have a rapport with people who suffer from STPD because increasing familiarity and intimacy usually increases their anxiety and their discomfort. So like the closer you get to them, the more that they're like, Mm. they, they have a flare up up. and they like can't, have that relationship so it's really hard to treat which leads me into actually a paranoid personality disorder which is almost the same there's a couple differences along with stpd which again this paranoid has several levels and subtypes obdurate paranoid fanatic paranoid querulous paranoid insular paranoid malignant paranoid spineless paranoid spineless paranoid explosive paranoid Clown, <laughs> juggalo, <laughs> juggalo paranoid. Uh, obdurate on the lesser end of the spectrum is just like someone who's kind of assertive and unyielding. They're very stubborn, cranky. They're self righteous, mm. and they they kind of feel like they're always right. Mm. And anyone who tries to say that they're wrong is like against them in some way. Oh, geez. So that's kind of like the the more mild version of it. And then malignant takes it to like another level. They're belligerent, they're intimidating, they're vengeful, they're hostile. So I think that's cool that he like broke it down into the different into the like subtypes. Subtypes. Because yeah. you think like about that. people with OCD, right. right? There's some people who just like want their hands to be really clean. Right. right? So they use hand sanitizer after everything they touch. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who literally can't leave their house. Right. Yeah. Because I was one like this really bad form of OCD where you have these thoughts in your head and the thoughts take over. Like, right. What if I'm attracted to children? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. What if I like, like, I, like you don't, you're not, but it's like, what if I, what if that happens? So what if I don't want to leave your house? Right. And it starts taking over of like, what if, what if, what if, what if, mm-hmm. and it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you get so in your head. Yeah. And well, and I didn't realize OCD and OCPD are two totally different things. But then I started when I was researching for this episode, I was originally going to do OCD and OCD is more the hand washing. You might have a couple of rituals before mm-hmm. you go out to work in the day. And OCPD is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. And mm-hmm. that's the one that's like, holds you down like you can't live a normal life and it also has that sense of righteousness to it a lot of people with ocpd cannot be changed in their ways even through therapy it's like they are so far gone and set in their ways that they're like no i'm right you're wrong everything has to be this way or i don't want to live this life at all and it can make them like suicidal and self-harm because that it's it's a lot it's horrifying it's so 
scary. Joey actually was just telling me, I guess, um, David, he just listened to a David Spade interview. I don't know if it was like Marin or I, I don't know what it was on, but he was listening to a David Spade interview and uh, David Spade was talking about, you know, his uh, Chris Farley, who was mm-hmm. his best friend and how they didn't know at the time because it wasn't like a thing that people really knew about, but he had OCD. Mm-hmm. Every time he, before he would like pitch something, if he was nervous, he would take every dollar bill out of his wallet and he would have to lick the corner of every one and put it back in his wallet. Whoa. Every time he stood up, he would have to tug twice on each pant leg, pull him down. And every time he would sit down, he'd tug twice on each pant leg up wow. to sit wow. down. Every time he would leave their office because they shared an office, they were like best friends and they were writers and performers on the show together. And every time he would leave the office, he would have to turn the lights on and off twice and then hit the door frame. Really? So like he actually had yeah, he had to do OCD, the but this yeah. wasn't something that like it wasn't something everyone knew about. Yeah, we didn't and he have could still go to work. And, yeah. yeah. Well, he's eccentric, right? He's a comedian and he yeah, has to be funny and silly. Like, and, right. Kind of, oh, okay. Gosh, be a Chris Farley. Turn yeah. lights on. Right. It's particular. Yeah. I actually, I actually had a dog that suffered from OCD. What? Yeah. No a way. Chihuahua. His name was Rio. He had to turn seven times clockwise and seven times counterclockwise to lay down. Right. And if he got up for any reason to move, he would have to start Do it, it over. Again. Yeah. Every time. Wow. And I don't know, like, how he knew how to count. Maybe it's just like an instinct, but he would do it, Good right? for the dog. Isn't it crazy? And then also the um, threshold from the living room to the kitchen, that like gold. Yes. He couldn't touch it. So he would stop and he would stare at it for long amounts of time. <laughs> wow. Too long. Long. And then he would finally work up the courage to jump completely over it to get to his food and, and it's water like or whatever. it's like an inch wide. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, a chihuahua. Yeah, right, right. And that, uh, but yeah, and then he would come up. Dogs over, can have it. This way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Lay down. Oh, I don't like that position. Turn, 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 turn. Late. It was like it was. The, I've it's never like seen all anything about like the ritual. Just exactly. like with humans. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would lick my dollar bills. Fold <laughs> <laughs> up the pants. <laughs> I was telling Ashley before this episode. I used to always watch the show True Life on MTV, mm-hmm. and one of the yes. which was so good. I wish they still did television. Me like too. That. I loved. Now their shows life. are crap. But they did True Life, I have OCD. And mm-hmm. the people on it, was the first time I ever saw what actually happened. Because I'd heard of OCD and people would almost joke about it and be like, whoa, oh, you're a little so OCD. OCD. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. controlling. Like, yeah. But there was a guy who like had to take a certain amount of breaths before he left for work. He'd wow. stand in front of his mirror and go, <gasps> And then he'd be like, no, I didn't like that one. <gasps> and like, he'd have to do it over and over again before he could even leave for work. And he was like, I'm usually like 15 minutes late every day because I can't get that breath. And it was like, what? Like, oh. It I had the hand washing thing mind. in high school. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, high school, <sighs> a little bit out of it. Would work. your hands get so dry oh, yeah, from washing them and, over yeah, and over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Dang. was uh, going through your head when you were doing it? Did just, you even notice you were doing at, it? Or? At one point, it was just like, oh, germs. And like, I just want to be, oh, I t- I washed my hands, but then I touched this thing. So now I have germs on it again. So I got to go back and rewash it. Mm. And then that, and then of course, that just turns into now it I'm just snowballs. washing it. And you don't yeah. even write yeah. you, Oh my God, I'm under the sink again. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You like black out and you wake up. <laughs> you come to and you're <laughs> washing your hands. Covered in dawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last night was what wild. Happened? <laughs> wild night. <laughs> Hey, weirdos, let's get real. For years, we've said that we didn't want to have sponsorships. Ads are awful. We didn't want to promote a product we didn't even use. Yada, yada, yada. Well, FabFitFun changed our minds. As someone who suffers from diagnosed anxiety and depression, self-care can be a lifesaver. But also, as someone who suffers from anxiety and depression, sometimes shopping and even taking the time to do so can be too overwhelming for me. 
for real. And the fall box, you guys, that is on sale right now is a perfect way to take care of yourself or others. If you have friends or family that you think need a little self-care and self-love, give it to them. They shop for you and you save money on full-size products, which is awesome because a lot of subscription boxes offer only samples. Ashley and I have both subscribed to those in the past. Yep. We got our first box in the mail a couple weeks ago and we weren't sure what to expect, but I was kind of shocked at how much cool stuff we got. I love love the vitamin c face powder i literally think my skin is brighter and my smile is bigger (laughs) that's not true but i do think my skin is brighter and of course um the anthropology yoga mat which by the way would cost me an entire subscription box of FabFitFun, which is banana town I love the hair repair treatment. It's like this hair mask leave-in conditioner. And as somebody who had a baby and is going through some crazy postpartum hair loss, my hair feels dry and crazy until I put this hair repair treatment in it. No joke, you guys. It's incredible. It is a game changer. And what's awesome is some of the items are customizable in your box. So if there was an item you wanted more than another, you could replace it. Instead of the yoga mat, maybe you wanted the hair straightener or the lunchbox. You just go to fabfitfun.com, take a look at their products in the month's box. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. And you can learn more about the company there as well. Like how most of the products are from female founded companies and that each season FabFitFun partners with a nonprofit. This fall, it's City of Hope, who are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes and other illnesses by working with our favorite thing, science. So here's the 411. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full size, I'm saying it again, full size. beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Each box is $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. And I know that's true because like I said earlier, just the yoga mat itself was the price of the whole box. I know because I checked. That's right. Use coupon code WEIRD for $10 off your first box at www.fabpitfun.com. Again, that is code WEIRD, W-E-I-R-D, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. And if you sign up, let us know because we want to be FabFitFun buddies. We'll be getting the boxes along with you so we can compare our gifts and gush over our favorite things. It's always important to take care of yourselves, weirdos. We hope you take our $10 coupon and give yourself some fall lovin'. Where was I? Who knows? Oh, here we go. Paranoid personality disorder, which is also known as PPD. We talked about this earlier. That's also postpartum depression. It is so not if I what say we mean PPD, I am still talking about paranoid personality disorder. I did not change topic. <laughs> so uh, it's characterized by paranoia. And a longstanding suspiciousness and mistrust of others, other people. They can be hypersensitive. They can be easily insulted. And they can they relate to the world by vigilantly keeping an eye on their environment, looking for clues or suggestions that validate their fear or bias. Okay. So like any time, if they think, like for example, I had a neighbor. And of course, again, this was drug fueled. After a while, the drugs really got to him. But I think he did meth. This was growing up in Walnut Hill, Illinois. He had a trailer. And every once in a while, every couple months, he'd be outside. He'd be ripping the siding off of his trailer because he was convinced that the police 
had bugged his trailer. Mm, yeah, that's meth for sure. Yeah. And it was, but it was constant. Just severe paranoia. Yeah. Wow. And you couldn't tell him. I mean, not yeah. that I was, I was 12. Sir. Yeah. Um, sir, Excuse I'm pretty me, sir. sure that I'm like, in seventh grade, but <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm pretty sure that it's not. You know wow. what I mean? But you can't tell them because no, they know. Yeah. They know. It's true. And if you tell them that's not what's happening, then who are whose side are you on? Right. right. Like you're who a cop. Are, yeah. You could you get a cop? Hurt you in the tell me if you're a cop. You have to know if you are. <laughs> not, help me with this sighting. <laughs> 12-year-old cop, Ashley. So they look for signs and threats of danger, um, and they usually disregard other evidence. And this is seen a lot of times with conspiracy theorists. And not like us. Where we're like, isn't that a fun thing to talk about? People that are actually like, no, the earth is flat and this is why and this is why they'd lie to us. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? These people tend to interpret others' actions as hostile and take things very personally when you try to explain your point of view or even give them evidence to the contrary, like mm-hmm. whatever their beliefs are. If you show them like, here's evidence the that truth. you're, yeah. if you show yeah. them the truth, they will take it as like a hostile action. Mm-hmm. And again, get caught that. that like spectrum, like the the lower end of the spectrum just like might get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. The higher end of the spectrum might shoot you. Right. Right. So you don't know what you're walking into. This can also be hereditary. There does seem to be a genetic link between PPD and schizophrenia. And a lot of experts implicate parents and their behavior, the projection of like negative feelings on your children, um, the underlying belief that other people are unfriendly or that the world is dangerous, kind of like a bubble boy scenario. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, not entirely false, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, the the world sucks and it's yeah. super scary out there. But it's like that's all you plant yeah. in your kid's right. head, and especially if you the world is dangerous, everyone's out to get you. On top of something like nothing is ever your fault, it's always them, them, mm. them. It's their fault, and you combine that with a lack of self awareness, you get a person with paranoid delusions. Makes sense. I just quote the other day: if everything is someone else's fault, then there's no solution. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you're never responsible for anything, right. then there's no, you're just at the That's whim good. and the mercy of the world, which is a terrible place. Yeah, you don't want to be there. That's no. horrifying. Right. That's a good quote. Yeah. Think about that, listeners. There you go. Everybody. <laughs> Take a good. bite out of that. Take a bite out of that. So I thought this was interesting um, because I, should I bleep it out? Oh, gosh. Say it and we'll decide. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm pretty sure has paranoid yes, personality. Yes, bleep that out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Sure. Okay. But someone you know. So I found this list of, like, in order to be diagnosed with this disorder, you have to exhibit at least three of these. Okay. So I was like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. yeah. I Let's... checked off, like, five. Dang. Which is like, for her or for you? <laughs> for her. Oh, okay. Right. Well. She said, I checked off five. I was like, oh, no, this I took a weird turn. Five. Ashley, are you telling us <laughs> It's like a cosmopolitan <laughs> test. <laughs> You're like, yes, that does sound yes. like me. Wait a minute. That is where the guy's G spot is. Also <laughs> sounds like me. Okay. Oh gosh. Number I was one. like every cosmo. Test. Everyone, right? Dude, yeah. everyone. Try fruit. Okay. Try, Relax, put, Cosmo. Dude, I put I read a Cosmo once that said to put a donut around a guy's dick and eat it off. Shut. And I was like, who is that for? Mouth. Me or him? Right. Like because I get a donut. I would yeah, be like, hey, I get can I have half of that? Yeah. <laughs> no, does the guy get Wait, to have Wait, before any? you put your nasty mouth all over put that. Some, put some glaze on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gross. You guys. Sprinkles? Yeah. That's bad. Oh, yeah. Ew. Ew. Uh, 
What about shaved coconut? That's way I'm worse. Gonna <laughs> bomb. We need to move on. This Sorry. is so disgusting. <laughs> this is the lion, the donut talk. <laughs> the shaved coconut. Yeah. What is that really? The line we're drawing here. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Number one. Excessive sensitivity to setbacks and rebuffs. So mm. like everything is personal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every single setback, mm. every single person who denies them. Gosh, I know so many people like this. I and feel I- like I identify with that yeah. small percentage. Here we go. Number two, a tendency to bear grudges persistently. Mm. And that's kind of like the refusal to forgive insults or slights. Yeah. Okay. Like you can never Resentments. forget them or forgive yeah. them. Number three, a suspiciousness and pervasive tendency to distort experience by misconstruing neutral or friendly actions of others as hostile or contemptuous. Mm. So someone's uh, someone offers a mint and they assume that they are automatically insulting them for the smell of their breath. Mm. When it's oh like, gosh, no, I just had gum that's out. That's absolutely me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first one I've checked off. Whenever someone's like, you want gum or a mint? I'm like, what? what just do tell you me mean? my breath stinks. <laughs> right, yeah. God. Just be honest. Stop being passive aggressive. Number four, a combative and tenacious sense of self-righteousness out of keeping with the actual situation. So okay. refusing to hear other people's point of view on a situation or experience. Okay. Wow. Number five, recurrent suspicious without justification regarding sexual fidelity of spouse or sexual partner. Say That's again. pretty... So, well, um, so constantly accusing your partner of being... Unfaithful. Unfaithful. Wow. Oh, I've been in a relationship like even that. Even when I it's like, I was with were. you the whole night. Right. It's like, I know that you, wow. you know, you no. went to the bathroom and you must have been texting him. Like, right. constantly Gosh, thinking that your spouse is wow. sleeping with someone else. It's a wild one. That's a big one, actually. That's, That's really popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, I feel like I know so many people who check <laughs> many things on this list. Yeah. Number six, tendency to experience excessive self-aggrandizing. So meaning they consistently enhance their own abilities or successes. Okay. And uh, manifest... Uh, manifests in a persistent self-referential attitude. Self-reference meaning knowing that they always know best, even if it's something they have zero experience in and someone's trying to give them advice with something that they have experience in, they know better. I know so many people like this. I know. this. You're literally explaining so many people I feel like that we worked on Glee with. I'm not <laughs> Sounds awful. Sorry about it. And number seven, preoccupation with unsubstantiated conspiratorial explanations of events, both immediate to the patient and the world at large. Conspiracies mm. or conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times PPD gets compounded by other disorders, OCD, schizoid, agoraphobia, social anxiety, substance abuse. And it's super challenging to treat with psychotherapy, again, because they don't trust the psychologist right like yeah if the world's out to get don't them trust anybody. yeah right the guy that's trying you to help them for sure is. yeah you can't oh, gain any so sort of rapport with your psychiatrist yeah, yeah, yeah. or psychologist because are you cheating on me well i have other patients <laughs> I, have I do other have patients. other patients yeah. and i feel like you'd lie to them because you said they like to puff up their successes and, and they'd probably yeah. say and, some untrue and i was gonna say that, that people like on. that who don't know what the pro- they don't want you to think that they're sick yep. so you can't help someone who doesn't think that they're exactly. sick exactly you know what I mean? Wow. So it's a really tough one to treat. Usually it's a combination of psychotherapy, antidepressants, antipsychotics, and anti-anxiety medication, <sighs> which is a lot. Again, Conscious. more common in males. Okay. And it occurs in... Yeah. yeah. High five you for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it occurs in 0.5% of the population, but it's honestly probably closer to 2.5, but most of these people will never seek treatment right. for their disorder. Because they don't need it. Unless they're, yeah, the thing is that they will seek treatment, they won't seek treatment, but sometimes they will be court ordered yeah. because of- But everyone else yeah. needs treatment yeah. Yeah. to them. Yeah, because know? of a crime that they've committed mm-hmm. or because of right. whatever. So the early stages, schizotypal, schizoid, paranoid personality disorders, they're rarely violent. It usually has to advance to paranoid schizophrenia in order to become potentially deadly if it's going to, especially when it comes to repeat offenders. Usually when you see physical violence in these disorders, it's an irrational crime of passion. Mm-hmm. For example, a person is constantly accusing their partner of cheating on them, laughing behind their back, having an affair, and they shoot them out of jealousy or rage. Wow. It's not that they've like, you know, that they're going to go around and, and perform a mass murder or right. they're going to be a serial right. killer. It's just that their part, they are convinced that they're treating them in this way. And yeah. they, it's a crime of Whoa. passion, essentially. Right, don't they say when there's a murder, they always look for the they always look to the husband first. Yes, it's almost yes. always the it's spouse, always, right? Yeah. yeah, which is very scary, or a family member, which is sad. Yes, Ugh. Mm-hmm. it can also turn violent. This is super interesting. It can also turn violent in cases of bigotry. A lot of white supremacists have PPD. Oh, interesting. Because they are convinced that other races are taking their jobs, that other races are violent, that they are inferior to mm-hmm. them, and sometimes even to the point of like they're not important at all, and that's, you can't talk sense into that's them. That's so prevalent right yeah. now with like some of the most recent shootings. That's exactly how those yeah. people were. They have, saying like, I have to kill anyone who's Hispanic. Yeah, because they'll if they're if I don't kill them, they're going to kill me. Right. When it's like, well, the evidence shows that you are far more dangerous. You are much yeah, worse. Right, this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, of course. Why, like, why is it always dudes though? It is. There's got to be like a gene. There's got to be something. Like you ever, every time there's a mass shoot, there's never like it's never like some woman that's like, no. I just lost it and shot up a mall. Right. There's got to be. I wonder. Is there any scientific? I wonder if it has to do, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say I wonder if it has to do with empathy because usually if if a woman is going to uh, hurt someone, it's going to be herself Mm -hmm. or the people closest to her. Right. It's not going to be strangers. She usually doesn't target someone. Right. So I'm wondering like genetic or like uh, chromosome wise, why uh, there's got to be like. Unless it's in self-defense. Well, yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't know. That is Aggression. Aggression, sure. Do you think it's like a sexual? Inf- inf- do you think it has something to do with like an inferiority complex? A lot of times, totally. maybe. I it mean, could be. guns are very phallic. They're very phallic, yeah. But also, I was going to say, like incels also have paranoid personality disorder a lot mm. of the time because in their head, like there's no reason for women to not want to sleep with them, mm-hmm. right? They have everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, the fact that they I'm don't, aggressive. women are purposefully not sleeping with them because they think, you know what I mean? It's like these thoughts where it's like, oh my God, like if you could just step out of yourself and look at the situation with a clear head, you would be able to see this is insane. But I'm the same way with my anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. I've told every therapist I've ever had, like, look, I get it. I can sit there and tell myself like, Ashley, what you're freaking out about 
is the silliest fucking thing in the whole world. Mm-hmm. It's so silly. I can step back and be like, that's hilarious. Right. You're being ridiculous. But doesn't it doesn't matter. matter no, facts and data don't matter. No, because yeah. I am it's the losing way you're it. Feeling. I am sweating. Yeah. I can't breathe. If you have right. a phobia, right? So like my mom has this with um, food. She thinks she's going to choke, right? So she's, I mean, she's down all, like she's lost a lot of weight and um, she is in her head. Like if she eats, she's going to choke, right? Wow. So she doesn't eat. And, uh, but you can show data that goes, hey, you're not going to choke. If eating's Look at fine, how many right? Times it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I have it with flying, with airplanes, right? You could, you can tell me how many times or how it's the safest form of travel and how it yeah. goes up and how it goes down. But when you're there and your mind goes, you're not safe. Everything takes over, right? Yeah. And so my legs are physically running, right? Yep. I'm I'm sitting, but my legs are running in place. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating. I'm shaking. And in my head, I'm like, this turbulence means that we're dying. Yep. We're going to hit the ground at any second, right? Period. And everyone around me is sound asleep. I know. Right? So the problem is me. Yeah. Right? And there's this part of my brain that goes, you're being silly right now. This is literally clouds blowing you around. <laughs> but then there's that. But then the other thing that takes over and starts pumping adrenaline you start follow that that thought down the path, and, you and then can't you can't stop. come back from it. I have it's that like exact same fear. Fight or yeah. flight, yeah. And Alex, my husband, sits next to me on every flight and reads me statistics. Yeah. He'll literally be like, these are the stats. These it are how often matter. planes go that down, and matter. I'm still sitting there crying. I've actually hyperventilated on a plane several times yeah. where my hands go stiff, my mouth goes stiff, mm-hmm. my tongue goes stiff because I'm in such a state of panic, even though there's a captain who's not like currently flying the plane, a captain who's just riding the flight, who's like passed out, yeah. living his best life. I'm like, he of all people right. knows that we're safe. I <laughs> should be looking to him yeah. as my example but i'm still sitting there crying did and, you and do better with wilder i did which i'm like he mm-hmm. was my savior i took my son on a plane for the first time and i felt like i had to be more secure for him yeah, yeah, yeah. so it gave me a little bit of a sense of security so i'm like wilder you you're coming on, on to, yeah you don't want to pass plane. it on to yeah him. Right, right i right. did get nervous a little bit during turbulence but i didn't ever go into full panic so sure. i was like you're holding your son keep your shit well that's together. one thing i always wondered like i don't know if i'll ever have kids but it's always been interesting to me because i feel like if i you'd think as someone who's as anxious as i am would have a child and become 20 times more anxious. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that I wouldn't be anxious anymore. Right. You because you don't. Right. It puts things in perspective. You're it like, says. hey, listen, I got to take care of this fucking you gotta, thing. You got to get yeah, your you shit together. Step it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I sat next right. to a child on a plane the other day and I was just like, don't pass your weirdness on to them. Just Literally, I was just like, don't. Keep it together. And we yeah. hit some turbulence and she kind of like looks at me and I'm like, oh, you're like, yeah, like kind of like nod my head. Yep. But inside, I'm like freaking out. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> but I can't give but this to this child. level headed because you're like, okay, I can't. Right. I used to be pretty bad with flying until I started dating. Mr. Scaredy Pants in there and now I'm the easiest flyer in the world because I'm literally like he has issues with it too yeah I'll literally like squeeze his hand and be like it's fine it's fine even if you're like like, now I'm just like listen if we die we die yeah yeah if we we die, the only thing die. that's ever helped me with that and listeners if you want to take this as some like this meditation over the over the last three years it's changed my entire life it's like it's when do you I mean meditate? I fly you four times a, a month yeah. six yeah. times a month and so you uh, have to keep it together. have to yeah um so I meditate as soon as I sit down I find my seat I usually try to get window or aisle next to other people so people aren't going to interrupt me I put the headphones on. I have an app. It's called Headspace. Um, oh, you, I, I love Headspace. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Used it too. And I literally put it for 30 minutes, and I do not open my eyes until the 30 minutes are, are done. And what's happened now, 
is I take off with the plane, right? My eyes are closed. Before I'm controlling the situation, right? Control, control, control. If I squeeze and I look out the window, I may, I have some semblance of control, yeah. which is no. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I relinquish all control and I sit in my seat and I move with the plane with my breath. We're going, okay. And then I, and I glide with it and I go, okay, if we go left, we have to go right eventually. If we go down, we have to go up, right? And mm-hmm. so now you just become one with the plane and the motion oh. and it has changed my life. I love that. Uh, with anxiety and depression and everything. It's just like, my thoughts aren't real. My thoughts aren't real. So when you meditate, mm-hmm. you're like, you're able to like slowly, and it's been a few years, like disconnect from your thoughts. Yeah. And you go, that's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm, I see you, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. But I'm not gonna follow you down. Right. Headspace describes it as um, our thoughts are like cars on a highway, right? Mm-hmm. So you grab the you grab the bumper, and it just takes you for miles, right? Yeah. And then you grab another one, and then you're on a different path. Yeah. So what you want to be is you want to be the one who's on the side of the highway watching them go by. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I see it. I see it. Thank you. I see Thank it. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. I think that's what people get tripped up on when they try to meditate. They're like, I can't. I have too many thoughts. It's yeah. like, right. no, no, no. You're Good. always going to have thoughts. Great. You could literally be like, I've been meditating for 30 years. You're still going to have thoughts yep. pop yeah. in your head. It's just a matter of if you continue with that thought or if you go, I'll get to you later. Yep. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm going to put that to the side for now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm not doing that. And, you know, and people, it's like going to the gym. Like, I don't have abs the first time. It's like, you got to like, <laughs> it's practice. a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the morning, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. You do it, you do it, you do it. And after a while, it's like, man. And like, you like you can see like brain, like you can totally. do scans on your brain that's like shows that it changes your brain chemistry with that sort of deal. That app is like saving me right now because I, I don't have the other PPD, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think I'm self-aware enough to know that I don't have that, but I actually got PPA, postpartum anxiety, which is a lot less common. But I got, I've always had a little bit of anxiety, but it got super intensified um, after I had Wilder, but honestly, Headspace has like changed my life. Yeah. I'm able to sleep so much better, relax so much more. Yep. And it's not perfect, obviously, by any right. means. But my main thing was I wasn't sleeping because I was just staring at Wilder and hoping he was breathing mm-hmm. at all hours of the night. And now it's helping me to rest and Good. actually shut my eyes. So it yeah. also helps you when you're when you meditate often, it helps you to be um present in other moments Mm -hmm. like it helps you to be more what's the word i'm looking for i I don't know i guess presence kind of the best way to put it but like when you're washing dishes like focusing on washing the dishes my teeth yes instead of like brushing your teeth and also thinking about Mm -hmm. like oh well tomorrow i have to do this and that and this and that it's like hey i'm having a conversation with ashley i'm not thinking about uh i gotta what what should i say what i gotta say next like you can listen to the other person like oh wow okay tell me more about that instead of like okay uh all right i've got right Right, right, right. Which is something that it's helped me a lot with with my anxiety because I have social anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something where it's like I never felt like I was ever connecting with another person. I never knew that about you. Really? Yeah, I would never peg that. Yeah. Would, and I've known you for a while. I've never even. A lot of people don't know. Cause, and that was the thing. I don't think anyone thing. would because no. you do put on a good facade. I'm that very explain functioning. The, that yeah. would explain the six months in between texts, though. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> she right was now. just too terrified. I, I don't too, know what to say. She really didn't know what to say. How do I put this? How <laughs> do I ask? <laughs> you were the lowest downloads of that month. <laughs> yeah. How do I tell him it wasn't a good That guest? is actually like a... a part of social anxiety, though. Like, the, like if I, I get overwhelmed... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will, I mean, I won't speak to people. Like, I won't, I won't text back. And people. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Or oh, yeah, like, yeah. I won't. Too... Uh, 
But that has a lot to do with that has a lot to do with less of like a disorder and more of like there's so many you're getting hit. Okay, I gotta respond to this Instagram message. Facebook, Facebook message, Twitter, text, call, email. I feel that every day. Oh my god, it's like sometimes you like I'll just shut down. Oh yeah, Yeah. it's overwhelming. I can't. I'm not talking to anybody today. No one texts me. Like good luck. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) I'll go to the bathroom, like sit in the stall for a minute, just like there's too many people here. I gotta like. Take some deep breaths. Yeah, you have to. Sometimes you just have to shut it down, like yeah. turn the phone off, or you're gonna go. There's just insane. too many. Fo- there's too many people asking. Like I was, I was yesterday. Someone was texting me. Someone was messaging me on Facebook. I had a couple of comments on Facebook that people left that I'd respond to. There was an Instagram DM, and then uh, my friend was calling me, and I was just like, "Dude, this is too many forms of communication yeah. right now. I can't. You can't you th- just throw your phone off the balcony. <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I yeah, can't yeah. do this. Okay, so." Incels, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, would you mind? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, can you elaborate more on what an incel is? And I that's my dumb way. When that. I say elaborate more, that's my dumb way of being like, what is that? Isn't that like an over-dominant male is okay. the best way to? It stands for they don't really involuntary celibates. Involuntary. So so they're just not getting laid. They're not getting laid. Okay. But they also feel superior to women, right? Isn't they, that Well, a... the thing is, is like they think that women are like if you have never had sex, but they, they only want women who have never had sex before. They really? don't want women who have had sex because they're automatically whores. Like you, you oh, have yeah. to wait to have sex, yeah. To so, until what's you're the opposite married. of that? <laughs> <laughs> not interested. <laughs> not interested. Involuntary celibates are members of an online subculture. It's now not online anymore. Right. That one kid who was a school, school shooter was an incel oh, on yeah. that college campus. Is it the Chad? Was that Dylan Roof? The uh, oh, no, it wasn't. no, it was it wasn't the one the that's like kid. it was like a, a director's son. Okay, I don't know that a I know. A famous director, or maybe not famous, but like a, a, a well-known director. So. Okay. So it started kind of as, you, have you heard of like the red pill? The no. Reddit? No? Oh, man, I got some catching. You, yeah. I'm going to send you Just some we're links. we're going to have a whole other yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, can we come back for incels? Yeah, so they, they're characterized by resentment, uh-huh. self-pity, self-loathing, misogyny, uh-huh. racism, uh-huh. a sense of entitlement to sex, and the... The endorsement of violence against sexually active people. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're not getting any, no one can Nobody get any. Can. Like, I'd rather kill you. Okay. Which and they also so think, like, that they have, like, everything to offer the world. Yeah, that's the and part women. that I knew was that it's like, I am superior. Like, if you don't want to be with me, like, we have an issue. You're and a whore. You deserve to die. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. Wow. Okay. And there's an example um, that I have that we actually talked about, I believe, on our obsession episode with yes. George. Oh, uh, so, that's, so I was right. Chad's. So is Chad is a term. Oh, Chad like is the, the one who is the one who's the muscular, popular guy who's getting, he sleeps with a lot of women. So they don't like, like the chads. Chad. Yes. They hate chads. They hate chads. I remember that I came up in a conversation the other day and I, was, and I like filed that away somewhere mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did because bang, bang, it came yeah, up on this one. It's come yeah. back. Yeah. But they have that per- paranoid personality disorder right. yeah. where like they think that like the reason that people aren't sleeping with, it's a choice and everyone's in on it. Everyone's right. against them. Yeah. Right. Where, where in reality is like they're, awful and impossible and no one's going to want to be in a relationship with that but a good example was robert bardo who like i said we mentioned on our obsession episode he became obsessed with an actress named rebecca schaefer she sent him at his request a signed photograph of herself and he took it as an invitation to be 
begin a relationship with oh, her. This is an actress who sent an autograph, an autographed headshot to a guy. Right. He spent two years stalking her, obsessing over her. And she was in a uh, movie called Scenes from a Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, which I've never heard of. But apparently she was like really scantily clad and laying in bed with a man. And he took it as a slight against him. Like he took it as like she's offending him. She's with a Chad. So she's with with a Chad. Chad And uh, he got her address from the DMV and he shot her and killed her when she answered her door. That is So, so sad. Wow. Cool DMV. Yeah. How did that work? I mean, it was like it was like in the nineties, so maybe there was how long did that take? Like, I'm not sure. How long was that line? What? How long was that line? line? (laughs) I'm just here for a celebrity's address. Ah, you got to get back to the line. Back to the line. Sorry, you actually need a pink form. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, he's um, he's in. uh, I don't want to say who he he plays for someone very very famous, and she has a guy right now that is he it's the same situation where he's a former military um oh, and geez. he has developed this uh, uh 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 this like she's his and um so they're so my buddy's her drummer and they're on like high alert right now and they have extra security and that guy has a uh what's it called when he can't a restraining order he has mm-hmm. a restraining order and he like can't and he they 51 50 him and he just got oh, out gosh. recently and it's pretty. It's pretty. That's so scary. It's a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Totally scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Letters and 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 because you never know what they're gonna. Right. You especially never like know what they're gonna do. Right. Especially like, and we'll get into mine a little bit with the military thing. It's like yeah. that's yeah. kind of you know that happens. There was a singer a few years ago. I won't remember yeah. who she is. Like, yeah. Yeah. That From, girl uh, who a guy. I know. I'm blanking on her name. I didn't know her until the story came out. But that guy drove to Florida or whatever it was yep. to her concert for the meet and, and greet. For the meet and greet and just shot her like yeah. in plain her? sight yeah. because he was so obsessed. Oh my god! It was so sad. And she was like 22. It was so horrible. She was really young. She was from The Voice. Um, yes. Uh, 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 oh, Chris, uh, Christina Grimey. Yep. Yeah. There yep. was a um, that documentary. I think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. And it's about people who are obsessed with the singer Tiffany. Yep. And mm-hmm. think they're in a relationship with her. Right. Wow. Which is Oy. I almost said nuts, but You can't say nuts. It's just a it's little, a nuts, little but very scary. You know, especially yeah, Tiffany. I mean Tiffany now or <laughs> Tiffany back then? Even <laughs> Tiffany back then, it's like how many songs really? does she have? I know, two? only two that I can think of. So people in advanced stages of um Paranoid personality disorder bordering on paranoid schizophrenia to full-blown schizophrenia can be very dangerous people in the wrong circumstances. They can become violent, sometimes homicidal, um, self-defense, and it's usually a perceived threat, not a real threat, a perceived threat. Defense of one's manhood, and this usually comes in the form of homosexual panic. See, it's the dude thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, defense of one's children. This actually we see a lot with the murder of one's children or family to try and save their souls. Oh, there's... we covered that in the episode I was on. There was a mom who yes, did that, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's well, we some. Um, there was a woman who was deeply religious and was convinced that her nine-year-old son and her three-year-old daughter were going to be kidnapped and forced to make child pornography, so she Oof. killed them to save them. Right, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like... yeah. And finally, defense of the world, homicide to save and or protect all of humankind. And I have one more quick story um, because you guys are going to love this. Um, His name is Herbert Mullen. Herbert Mullen. 
Herbert. Thank you. Herbert Mullen is still in prison in California. He's now 72 years old. He went on a killing spree in the early 1970s. He killed 13 people because he believed he was preventing earthquakes. What? Yes. No. So he grew up in Santa Cruz. He had a strict upbringing, but non-abusive. World War II vet. Uh, he had a ton of friends. He was voted most likely to con- to conceive. To conceive. <laughs> He's a Chad. Chad. If I was most, most likely, likely to, conceive to a child. Con- succeed. Okay, Jesus. Great. It's a hard By word. his classmates. But shortly after he graduated from high school, his best friend was killed in a car accident. Hmm. And he ended up building a shrine to his friend in his bedroom. And later he expressed fears that he was homosexual, even though he had a longtime girlfriend. There you go. And when he was 21, he was committed by his family to a mental hospital. He was in and out over the next few years, but he didn't trust the doctors. He didn't trust the other patients. His behavior became erratic. He was self-harming. He was putting cigarettes out on his skin. Mm. He ended up trying to become a priest. He got evicted from an apartment for repeatedly pounding on the floor, shouting at people who weren't there. Years later, um, Robert K. Ressler, who was an FBI profiler, said that Mullen had developed paranoid schizophrenia. Um, What probably happened is that he was schizotypal or paranoid, and it was compounded by depression after his friend was killed Mm. and then worsened more after he began to use LSD and amphetamines. I'm sure. Did his friend die in an earthquake? No, car accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, you would think. That would make sense. Well, the thing was is that... um, So by the time he turned 25, he was full paranoid, schizophrenic. He was hearing voices in his head that told him an earthquake was imminent and that Mm. only through human sacrifice could he save California. Mm. His birthday was actually on April 18th, which was the anniversary of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. So that's where the connection, I think, came in with him. Okay. Um, Mullen believed that the Vietnam War had produced enough American death to stall earthquakes almost like a blood sacrifice to nature, but that because the war was winding down in 1972, he would have to start killing people to keep the earthquakes away. And he he fully believed that this was what was happening. He like, he was, he had no remorse for killing these people because of all the people he was saving. He was saving the world. By killing them. Wow. Uh, It's Thanos. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Which here's the thing. Every time I see that, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. This, it has to happen this, this way. This guy was in prison in California during the Northridge earthquake, by the way. So oh, you know he's like, like, I told you. <laughs> like, I'm not doing my duty. You see? My gosh, that's that. true. This poor guy. The, gr- in there, like, the guards are like, oh, should we let him out? Me. I know. Maybe he was right. I don't know. So he ended up killing 13 people. And the thing was, is like, there was no MO. There was no, like, the first one was a 55-year-old homeless man. The next one was a 24-year-old hitchhiking woman. The next one was a priest. Mm. He, like, went to confess his sins, but then decided, oh, this, he he literally thought the priest, just by meeting with him, was volunteering himself. Oh, wow. Like Tribune? Yeah. He killed, like, 15-year-old kids who were camping. He killed, like, four-year-old children. And it was always, like, I mean, there was strangling, shooting, stabbing, like, there was so no just MO. whatever he could do to kill him. So they, they couldn't catch the guy for so long because they didn't have any idea these were even connected. Right. The final murder took place in 1973. He was driving around Santa Cruz. 
He passed a retired fisherman named Fred Perez who was weeding his yard. He pulled a U-turn, shot him in the chest, and just drove off. It was God. the middle of the day. There were like 10 witnesses mm -hmm. that got his license plate number, and he didn't resist when the cops arrested him because he literally was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, yeah. I'm doing this. I'm like, you should be thanking me. This. Oh, no, thank you, officer. I'm just stopping earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. He like, just tries so, to drive away. Um, I don't like, realize. Hold on a second, Herbert. <laughs> Now, this is just something I think you guys would like. Do you watch Mindhunter, Justin? Yes. Okay. Have you watched this season? I have not. Oh, is this Ted Bundy? Is this Bundy's um, season? Uh, No. I don't think Bundy's in the show. I thought it was like, kind of like based on... Someone was saying it's like based not on like a, the good-looking dude who is... Is that my thing of a different show? I think so. Am I thinking of a different show? Mindhunter yeah, really is the one. one with... Where they, they admit the FBI profile, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I, someone had told me that season two is loosely based on um, a, a D Ted Bundy-type character. Oh. No. I, I, okay. But season two is great. Okay. <laughs> Unfriend that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah don't talk to them ever again. Ugh. It's not true. Or maybe I wasn't listening because uh, I was thinking about what I was going to say <laughs> next. <laughs> well, Ed exactly. Kemper uh -huh. shared a cell with this guy uh, when he was at the medical facility. Ed Kemper earthquake was in guy? season. Yeah, earthquake <gasps> guy. Ed Kemper was in season one and a little right. bit of season two of Mindhunter. And he's the scariest person who's ever lived. That but actor is so good. He's so good. Ed Kemper said. And this is a direct quote. Mullen had a habit of singing and bothering people when someone tried to watch TV. So I threw water on him to shut him up. Then when he was a good boy, I'd give him some peanuts. Herbie liked peanuts. That was effective because pretty soon he asked permission to sing. And that's called behavior modification treatment. Oh, because Ed Kemper is a fucking gosh. genius. He is a genius. He's also terrifying. He's a horrifying, horrifying man, but he is so, so smart and he's so fascinating. Yeah. And I love, I don't love Ed Kemper, but I love that he did that to Mullen and was mm -hmm. like, hey, get your shit together. Stop. You better ask for You're permission. You're going to end up dying oh, in here. Wow. Dang. So yeah, uh, Mullen's PPD and STPD developed and worsened over time more rapidly because of drugs. Uh, ended up becoming full paranoid schizophrenia and he was super difficult to catch again because there was no pattern at all to his murders. Um, just people ending up dead to prevent an earthquake. Stop earthquakes. Right. So that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird as usual. Thank you so much for listening. You guys continue to be our favorite part of the show. Huge shout out to Justin Foster for joining us in the studio again. You can follow him on Instagram at Justin Comic to find out all of his upcoming tour dates and performances and even see clips of his stand-up. Justin has performed all over the country. He's currently finishing his tour with comedian Drew Lynch, who you may remember from America's Got Talent, and he's performed with many other comics you know like Bill Burr, Jeff Garland, Burt Kreischer, Daniel Tosh, and even Aisha Tyler. Next week, we're going to continue going mental. Justin is going to be telling us about antisocial personality disorder, a.k.a. sociopaths. And Lauren is going to be teaching us about the extremely controversial topic of dissociative disorder, a.k.a. multiple personalities. Huge thank you to FabFitFun for sponsoring our show. We really do hope you guys take advantage of our discount code WEIRD and get yourself the fall box. I've been looking for an excuse to get a new subscription box, and I'm really, really glad we got to meet them. They are truly wonderful. 
Tonight, Amy and I are recording your August bonus episode for all you patrons out there. It's going to be a blast. And if you're interested in getting bonus episodes and newsletters, then join us over at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast and donate to the show. Endless, endless thank yous to our patrons. You are what keeps this show running. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. Head over to www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast if you want to get your hands on some merch. I guess I'm going to end today's show by saying if you or anyone you know is suffering from a mental or personality disorder, please reach out. Please get help. You can actually visit www.mentalhealthamerica.net. You click on the drop down menu, hover over find help and choose find help for myself or find help for someone else. And there's all kinds of resources there for you. It's really amazing. Check it out. Even if you don't think that you have a mental disorder, there are also resources that are there to help you to just stay mentally healthy. So check them out. Also, never date a clown because it will come back to haunt you for the rest of your life. So keep it weird, but in a non- clown way. Oh yeah, she's a, so a, a, with a bottle of Jack. Like looks like oh, Mick yeah. Jagger. Jagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she does talk about Jagger. Yeah. That's kind of right. Sipping up. What the fuck way. is that line? Wake up in the morning, morning. feeling like, like P. Me. Diddy. Yes. Go to brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack because I leave Wait, for another day. I Wait, but then where's the Jagger part? We, um, if we kick him to the curb, if they don't look, look like, like Mick Jagger, Jagger. I'll get him to get on my toes. Put up my phone, phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did it. <laughs> I hope you're recording. That's our that show. Was cool. yeah, did. That is. Uh, I that recorded is our show. All Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks for tuning see in. See you later. Thanks for taking the time. <laughs>